Hello, hello, it's Dave Chang here. While we are on short hiatus, we are re-releasing some of our favorite episodes from our other podcast, Recipe Club. I know, you're listening to the Dave Chang Show. Why are you listening to the Recipe Club? Well, we're taking a break. We're taking August. We will be back soon, I promise you. But in the meantime, this is a podcast we're very, very proud of, and we think the content is just great. And we are also going to tweak this podcast. I promise you, it's only going to be better. Uh, I miss making these dishes and talking shit with Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford. We've had John DeBerry. We've had the snack master, Noel Cornelio. We've had JJ Johnson. Um, Forgive me if I'm missing anybody, but this is something that we really want to continue. I promise you, we will be back. For both podcasts, The DC Show and Recipe Club, this podcast is on Bobily. Yes, the wheel of life landed on Bobily. It was a surprise. If you haven't listened to this episode, don't dismiss it. I promise you. A lot of eyes were open, including mine, about Bobily, especially what was made. I was shocked. I was really shocked. Of all the recipes made the 25-plus recipes made in uh, the past year-plus for Recipe Club, this recipe is the one that I have made more than three times, which, quite frankly, is more than any recipe I've ever made because I rarely ever make one recipe more than once. But this one is just so easy to make. The one that I chose, you know, spoiler alert, it's a sandwich. And uh, it's very, very good. I'll leave it at that. But that's it. With Brian Ford, very talented baker. You might hear his Obama voice in this one. He has a dead ringer impersonation. Anyway, I'll shut the fuck up. Here is the episode on Bobbly of Recipe Club on the Day Chang Show, which is on hiatus. And so is Recipe Club. It's on hiatus. Sorry, everybody. We are slacking off. We'll be back working stronger, working harder than ever before. Talk to you guys later. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Recipe Club. We are joined with Baker Extraordinaire, and it's a longer story, but I'm just happy he's here with us. Brian Ford (laughs) and Chris Ying. 
I think just going quickly over the records, Brian is one and one, batting yeah. an average of 500. Chris is like three and 12, three and 15, <laughs> two, and, two and 15. And I'm over 15. I have yet to win one Eesh. recipe club. Um, and we are doing um, Bobily. 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 <laughs> wow. This is a. This you is want to give everybody a, 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 a lay of the land and the rules, Mr. Yang? Y- yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say as always, but this is a, a little bit of a weird one. But um, all three of us brought a bubbly recipe to the table. Uh, we each cooked all three of them in an effort to find the best way to use this product, this uh, uh, ready-made, fully cooked, shelf-stable, pizza-like substance. And... Um, Unlike other recipes uh, that we have done on the Recipe Club, a Google search for Bobbly recipes only yields something like 79,000 results. So I was actually a little bit surprised by that. I thought there would be more, I don't know, hacky, semi-homemade stuff out there about Bobbly, but I don't know what you guys felt. Did you, I mean, first first of all, when was the last time either of you cooked with Bobbly? <laughs> Um, if you don't mind me jumping in, I, I kind of want to just say like all the years of walking down the aisles of grocery stores and seeing Bobbly and kind of just turning away from it and being like, nah, there's no way, there's, there's no way, there's no way it's worth it. There's no way it's worthwhile. All those years, unfortunately, I was missing out. I was missing oh. out. And, and so I've never actually used Bobbly until... I did the recipes for this episode and I got to say, man, I'm a, I'm a Bobo, I'm a Bobley fan. I'm God a Bobley damn. fan. It's funny because you, you say that because you knew, I think we all have this image and you knew on the last show when Bobley came up, you knew exactly where it was. It's always at the end of the aisle, hanging down from the little hangers, yeah. the green bags, the shelf stable <laughs> near the bread section. It's never in the bread. <laughs> it's always like on the other side of the bread aisle. It's from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. That I old? think it was originally frozen, and I think it was originally from Northern California. Bobbly. So do, let's just explain what Bobbly is. I remember it coming out when I was probably a preteen, like 11, 12 years old, and in the late 80s, early 90s. And this was after the polio string cheese stuff. So this was like the next thing. And this is before Tombstone and DiGiorno's Pizza came out. So this was like in between, and I remember buying it a few times because there were a lot of commercials, and I was very curious. But I know nothing else about it other than I used it when I was a kid, and it's, as Brian says, and Chris can attest, and anyone that's gone to the grocery store can see, everybody walks past the Bobbly stand. (laughs) Everybody knows where the Bobbly stand is. Everybody everybody passes by. Somebody must be buying it because it's still around. Um, at this point now, it's owned by Bimbo, uh, which is the gigantic baked good conglomerate that also owns Sara Lee and Entenmann's and any number of, of of brands. But I was doing a little bit of kind of like poking around to see what people in the 80s, 90s were saying about Bobbly, and nobody was thumbing their nose at it. Like LA Times, Washington Post articles about Bobbly were like, this cool new product, and like, if you're in a rush, you should use Bobbly. Here's my question for you guys. When do you think, you probably have a, a real answer for this, Chang, but like when did pizza become so respected or so kind of like artisanal in America that Bobbly was started getting looked down on? When do you think that like transition to fancy pizza happened? 
when food blocks started to happen. So I'd say 2000, early aughts. So was there, I mean, I lived in a pizza wasteland. I lived in Southern California. So, you know, it wasn't like Bobolee was worse than anything I was eating. But mm. I mean, there was good pizza or like real pizza in New York this whole time, right? Or, or am I just being crazy? I think Bobolee is designed specifically for the suburbs, right? And I would say if you were in New York, I, 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 let's just guess. Let's just play this game right now. In the city of New York City, which is what? Eight million plus people or something around there. All the, all the five boroughs. How many homes, number one, actually have a bubbly packet in their apartments? Or two, have eaten or cooked with bubbly in the past year? Hmm. I can't. I mean, the past year might be tricky because of the pandemic. You know, people well, might have gotten some crazy. Let's use yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People might have had to order bowl. I, I can't say that there's many people. Honestly, it, I, it wouldn't make any sense, in my opinion. Uh, I'm gonna just say 100 people out of the 8 million. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say trying to put it into like percentage numbers is insane because like if any product has like one percent adoption, like that's pretty damn good. But yeah, 100 people out of 8 million, I feel that's about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be like the same people that probably think like Rambo is the greatest movie of all time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Scorsese? Kubrick? Fuck them. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Stallone is the bobbly of cinema. <laughs> That's the new, uh, hey man, let's let's calm down on the bobbly hate now. Um, I, I could say even from a, like you said, a pizza wasteland. I mean, New Orleans is not, we don't make pizza. Um, whoa, even, whoa, whoa. Hey, uh, everybody, do you want to uh, share your email address, Brian Ford? Because we at Recipe Club do not want your hate mail from New Orleans. Because um, Brian Ford just threw the entire city of New Orleans pizza scene under the fucking bus. I'm sorry, New Orleans pizza scene, but we're going to have to have a chat and I will be back. We can have the chats in person. <laughs> Uh, you'll have to just go through my doorman to find me, though, because uh, you got. <laughs> anyway, um, even even in a place where pizza is not really like heralded, uh, I still kind of turn my head at Bobley. I mean, even as like a even as an amateur baker, even as someone that wasn't really sourdough artisanal, blah blah blah, I was still not really vibing with like the fact that that bread was already cooked and it was just hanging in a bag. So <laughs> who's the kind of person that buys Bobolee? Because if you're younger and you've been growing up with food and you look at all the food sites, blah, 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 even pre-pandemic, making pizza dough, I mean, making good pizza dough and good pizza, that's a whole nother story. But making something that is good for home is actually incredibly easy. And I'm saying like, Who's the market for Bobley then? I mean, well, so in a very informal survey of the last three people who had texted me 10 minutes before we got on this call, I asked all of them, like, hey, did you ever eat Bobley as a kid? Every single one of them made Bobley. Every single one of them. Nobody grew up in New York. We, they all grew up in the suburbs, uh, uh, you know, in California. Of those three people you spoke to, how many were. Um... <laughs> no, no, no. These are all people. These are people who are deeply into food now. But I think growing up in the suburbs, like you said, a lot of families, a lot of families turn to Bobley because, you know, it's a little, it's a fun thing to do with your kids. You make your own pizza, you top it however you want, you pop it in the oven and like, it's a pizza party. It's a you pizza know, party. Every, you can make it, it's almost like San Angeles semi-homemade. You, you can feel like you're making something. And quite frankly, it's a, an amazing product. Um, <laughs> It's a scientific marvel. Before for sure. you make fun of Bobley, just 
Don't even put anything on it. Just pop it in the oven for 10 minutes and, and just like cut it. And you'd be like, wow, that's straight up. It's really, really good. Straight it's, up. It's, it's um, truly a testament to man over nature. I think it. I think it's fair to say that all three of us going into this were excited to use Bobbly. All of us wanted to see what was up with Bobbly for sure. I'm not sure how excited I was. I was a little bit curious. I was definitely not uh, discriminating. I mean, I I was. I was curious about it. And when you know the first time when I cut one of them in half, there was like some straight up fermentation happening. I mean, like don't get me wrong. Like the the whoever's making them Bobbly pizza dough, like. Someone's doing something right. I mean, there was a little it's air Hal pockets from 2001 Space Odyssey. That's who's making a pizza dough. <laughs> I was, I was just thoroughly. Uh, it's almost like amused, surprised, excited. Like my face just lit up, and I was like, "There's this whole new world of something that I can use, and it's mm-hmm. bubbly." That's mm-hmm. that's really how I felt. I didn't realize that there were like different sizes now because growing mm-hmm. up, I, there was just like one, the thick size. And the only bubbly I could get online was the thin mini size, thank goodness. But um, they're not cheap. Bobbly is not cheap at that all. Is, that's 100% true. That's 100% true. And I think we should talk about that with each of these recipes because they all seem like, oh, this is semi-homemade. This is kind of like economical eating. But I was thinking about all three of these recipes and I was like, Chang, that was a $50 sandwich I just ate, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, expensive as look, fuck. look at this. A 14-ounce pack was six, so that's 12. No, that's just six. Six large bobolis. $53. What? <laughs> how? Well, how? The, the, uh, the mini, the one that I got online was a pack of three, 10 ounces each. The mini, two mini, eight. Uh, so I've, I got six pizza crust, 24 bucks. What what you're really paying for is obviously convenience here, right? Because pizza crust is is like a homemade, uh, naturally leavened pizza crust is a, a dollar in ingredients, right? It's mm-hmm. flour and it's water, mm-hmm. and that's it, and a little salt, maybe some oil. Like you're paying for the convenience of this thing. I think the crust is the. the let's just, just talk about this. It's really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. It really it is, is. shocking. Good it is, product. It, te- texturally, it is pretty fucking amazing. It is it's crunchy. So good. That's really what we should be talking about. Is like, who the fuck made this? What, That's what I'm saying. What did they do? Because it's it's really outstanding. <laughs> it, it really is outstanding. It is phenomenal. It and is no, phenomenal. we're not being sponsored by Bobbly. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I will say. And maybe it's too early to get into this, but my takeaway is that I liked the Bobbly crust better for non-pizza applications. Mm. I think the crust is awesome for, but I would rather eat a, a different pizza. But I think the crust for other applications is pretty fucking good. I was surprised at the way it was, how versatile it was. I mean, it, it truly, I actually was thinking for Dave's recipe because I could only get thick ones. Um, that one called for, you called for thin, right? Yeah, for, it was for your, over thin, too many thins. I was thinking the thick one to just cut it in half and and mm-hmm. do it with just like, but I was, I don't know. I didn't have my serrated well, we'll, knife we'll, here. We'll, we'll get I, into yeah, that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the, now the long preamble. Chris, listen. <laughs> so, okay. Well, so we've got three recipes here. First of all, I want to I wanna say at the end of the last episode, Brian and Dave started uh, kind of playing some mind games with each other and Dave threatened to get out a pasta sheeter and <laughs> mill his... <laughs> His I, did, into a I, didn't for, I didn't forget that either. I and, was going to bring that and, up. And, and 
And then, and then you send I, a sandwich. I, and then you send a sandwich recipe. Well, listen. <laughs> ambitious Dave Chang, you know, what is it? The, my, my id got out of control at that moment. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to show these guys how chefy I can be. And if I had the time and if I was like the kind of person that was way more industrious than people think that I am, I would have turned it into uh-huh. a pizza. I uh-huh. would have made a pizza dough out of a desiccated no, no. You said, no, no. dough. You said you were going to make a recipe from my book. And beat me with that. That's what Brian's you said. You, you came. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you came whoa, in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, <laughs> listen. If you want to put words into my mouth, then sure, you can say that. No. You're the one that said it. I didn't say it. No. Let's go listen to the tape. We'll listen to the tape. We're gonna listen to the tape. I might bake it. I might then. Put it in a flour mill. I might buy a flour mill just to grind it back up into flour, and and then you ain't gonna do all make that. it into a and, and add my sourdough starter. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna have a, bu- oh, oh. a bubbly sourdough. Oh my god! Oh, so you want to start using words like mill and, and starter? Uh, I see. I, now so he's the gloves stepping are all over you, Brian. He's, he's yeah. stepping all over me. Okay. Bubbly sourdough. Okay. I'll go the full step of cooking it. <laughs> Desiccating it into powder only to turn it into. No, 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 no. I suspect you're just going to. Arrest me from your book, New World Sourdough. (laughs) Boom. You heard it first. So, this, I bring that up actually just because. I had that in my head, and I was like, "Oh man, Dave and Brian, you can't handle bring the it. truth, Brian. You want me to make? You want me to turn bubbly back into flour and make a, a, a sourdough? I, listen, I didn't want to embarrass you. I mean, look, I'll be, I'll be here waiting. I'll be here oh, waiting. Man. But until I'm going to make a beautiful sourdough rustic loaf, and I'm going to carve your initials on the top of the bowl on it for you. Ta- so, talk, like, it, talk is cheap, man. Talk is this cheap. is the moment where Dave, in an alternate universe, pulls out the beautiful loaf of sourdough that he's made with it already. He's like, "I told you, I was going to do it." Um, if, if you you made this recipe in my create a black hole and the universe might collapse upon itself. <laughs> <laughs> if you make pizza, it literally pizza, might. It, it literally just creates might. antimatter. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I went into this. I think I was the first one of the three of us to submit our Bobley recipes, but I had this nervousness, anxiety in my head that Dave and Brian were going to go full baller on this. So like I tried to futz around, come up with my own thing. I, I, I sent a recipe around for a, a Bobley shrimp toast, which like, you know, I tried to actually figure out where this really comes from. And I don't, Brian, I don't know if you, like you didn't seem to have experience with this thing, but it's kind of like a dim sum dish, like a Chinese fried, you basically make uh, a farce and you, you fry it on, on bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Chang makes something like this in his family. Uh, similarly, so I sent that in. I tinkered around with it. I copped some tips from uh, some stuff I'll get into later. But then I got a quick response from both Brian and Dave after I sent my recipe in. And Dave sent a wedgie sandwich, a Pittsburgh specialty, using pizza crust for the mm. bread. Mm. And then Brian sent in a Mexican Fiesta Bobley pizza, courtesy of Bobley.com. <laughs> Straight from the Bobley <laughs> website. And the thing is, I was also spinning my head talking about Dave's going to make bread and use my book. And so I was concocting stuff. And then I went back to the basics, man. I went back to the source. And I was like, yo, Bobley straight up has recipes on their website. <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep Brian, it. You've, 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 had a, you've had a tough week. I didn't want to make it more difficult for you. So that's, you know, just. Just, All right, just so who wants to? Who, which, I'm just saying, if you want me to do this, let's go. Let's Listen, go. We, <laughs> we, we can do what we need to do. We can do what we need to do when the time comes, but I was thoroughly pleased with the Bovoli.com recipe. Straight you know, I, up, might, so. I might just come out with a new book called Sourdough the Bovoli Way. Sourdough the Bovoli <laughs> 
sourdough the bubbly way. They might even be using sourdough already with the, with the level of fermentation oh, that I was. Hey, both of these all <laughs> Oh my god! Straight up. Oh my god! Straight up. The most expensive pizza in the world is a pizza that has flour that is made from ground up bubbly crust. And of course, it's cooked in the microwave, Dave. I'm assuming. Yeah. So let's actually start with let's start with Brian's because. It is direct from God's mouth from Bobbly.com. It is the only recipe of the three that includes the word pizza in it. Brian, tell us about the basic outline of this uh, recipe, this this method. Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you about this recipe and this uh, very intricate, <laughs> complex method. And then I'm going to tell you why it really <laughs> stood out to me. It is, you know, we're taking the bubbly pizza crust. We're putting, it's a Mexican pizza, right? Refried beans, corn, black beans, shredded yellow cheese, jalapenos, all of the symptoms that Americans need to hear for them to accept that it's Mexican food. So <laughs> it is, you know, so the reason it stuck out to me is because growing up, I always used to love like going to Taco Bell and getting the Mexican pizza or like, like when people hear a certain combination of like simple canned ingredients, like refried beans and corn and beans and shredded Mexican cheese, like Kraft brand or whatever, people are like, oh yeah, Mexican food. Like we're having Mexican food. So I thought it was really cool. And and, and this goes back to kind of the target market thing. Like who do you think their target market is? You know, who is Bobley really trying to sell their crust to? People that are going to just want to buy a couple canned ingredients and have Mexican night, you know, to feed Jimmy and John. And like, you know, before they do their homework, we're having Mexican night, we're having Mexican pizza. I thought it was really fun to kind of like want to try that. Then, you know, just to get into it, I made it. It was really simple. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was delicious. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I love generic like Mexican flavored things like Taco Bell, for example. I'm I don't eat it that often. Actually, I've been eating it a little, been eating a little bit too much uh, <laughs> lately. But I, I like, I like the flavor profile of like shredded craft cheese, iceberg lettuce, like any of those simple quote unquote Mexican feelings. I'm a really big fan of. Actually, kind of going back to it, I think that should be on the thinner crust. I think having the thinner bubbly crust could have been a little bit more impact. Almost would have been a taco, basically. It would have kind of given you the taco sensation. So I think that was the only thing that I would have changed. But I think I, I overcooked mine a little bit, got it really crispy, and uh, I enjoyed it. Maybe put some shredded chicken on it next time. You know, I loved it. I have a lot of issues with the bubbly recipe. And again, I'm just going to call out Bobley. It's clear that they've never recipe tested this recipe. Never. Ever. <laughs> I mean, Bobley, you're, you're, you're fucking mailing it in and I'm calling you out. Never. I mean, just doesn't work. Like you need to cook the crust longer than 10 minutes. 10, 10, 10 minutes. I was like, hey, no, 10 minutes. Dude, you should, fry the, you should fry the crust first, then top it, then bake it. That would be That's great. That's what you should do. But I mean, 10 minutes just doesn't work. I don't, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> and I did it. I did it. I, not a surprise. I did everything by the book this go around. First time ever. <laughs> With the exception of I didn't have corn niblets because I couldn't get it. Uh, and I didn't have any frozen corn. And I didn't, they didn't have fresh jalapenos or pickled jalapenos. So I put ban pickled banana peppers. And um, I don't know if it needs the sour cream or the guacamole. It definitely doesn't need your store-bought guacamole. 100% no, doesn't, doesn't need, need that. the black beans. I think if it just had... Mm. Cheese, refried beans, and honestly, I, I don't even know if you needed salsa. I, I don't know if you should. I don't know if you should bake the salsa. That that was a little bit strange to me. I was not. Yeah. I, I was like, if it, if you baked it with just the refried beans, 
I like the black beans and the cheese, and you just kind of bake that. And then you can kind of put a little salsa on top after and your jalapenos after. I think baking the salsa was a little bit strange to me. It kind of got lost. I didn't even taste the salsa. I don't even know what happened to it. And by the time I added all the sour cream and guacamole, it was inedible in the sense that you couldn't pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got heavy. So I didn't add the sour cream or the guac. I bought fresh, uh, these New York avocados are a disaster, but I bought some avocados. <laughs> this is a disaster. Bought some avocados and I was going to kind of just slice some avocados on. And just like yeah. when it came out the oven, I was like, this doesn't need anything else. It doesn't need sour cream or guac or avocados. You know what I mean? So yeah, I didn't even put those things on. Well, the picture has avocado, like sliced avocado and not guacamole. And I think that that would be better. I think if we're just well, using yeah, all clear, clean ingredients. clear that there was no editorial <laughs> guidance at Bobley.com. It says guacamole, but your picture has avocado. Like, Bobley.com, you know you're looking for a web editor, you know, just like uh, give me a ring. No, yeah. uh, I think if we're using all canned ingredients anyway, I actually would not use salsa. I would have used that canned enchilada sauce, throw that on there. Just like, And I agree, just refried beans. I would cut out the corn. I don't love the canned corn niblets. Step I think, up like, your game, Bobbly. Dude, a little crispier. It's on your own site. <laughs> <It's> on- <laughs> There's no pride in your own product right now. The idea is good, Step man. up your fucking game, Bobbly. I'm sure someone from marketing is listening to this and be like, guess what? If you want that promotion, you best fix this shit. <laughs> I'm sure whoever wrote this recipe had no intention of him being discussed on a podcast. Never. never. And Brian I, should have, I should have never seen that recipe. <laughs> they, the, the, that recipe was not intended for my eyes. Some poor unpaid intern is like, come on, guys. Like, I just, they assigned this thing to me. Yeah, I added some, uh, I think the additions that you guys have on top, I think a little acidity, like pickled banana pepper sounds awesome, Dave. I did a little red onion because I was just like, this needs something. This is so like the toppings are so fucking thick. I think so in the, thick. the fine print it said you cannot add red onions or the universe oh, will collapse shit. upon itself. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! But here's the thing: I, I I had to eat this with a fork and knife and a spoon. Mm-hmm. Number one, because it was just a mess of stuff. And did did you actually measure everything? Like one cup beans, one cup this, one cup that, or did yeah, you just kind of I measure with my eyes. Yeah, same thing. Same. I, I just eyeballed. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do. Oh, I didn't know if the one C was one can or one cup. I don't know if you guys. As soon as <laughs> I saw the one C, I was like, uh, whatever. I'm, I'm one C. Yeah, one can. <laughs> one C. One C lowercase refried beans. That is very confusing. That is not how you abbreviate cup. This is insane. I'm looking closer at this picture, guys. I'm doing a little forensic science here on this picture. First of all, there are red onions on this picture there are also <laughs> olives and there are, there's also ground beef on this fucking picture none of which appear in this recipe what the hell is going on here man what the hell is this also some like are nice you, are you serious <laughs> yeah i'm looking yeah, at this I'm picture right now i'm gonna bring it up right chop tomatoes there's a sombrero in the back <laughs> Um, like a bunch of beads. How did we not start yeah, with this part? How did we not Yeah, because I, I didn't even know that there was a photo. <laughs> Dude, look at this thing. Honestly, Black that's olives. not... <laughs> there's nothing... There's, 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 nothing lime, uh, there's a lime wedge. There's a lime wedge. <laughs> there's a lime wedge in there, man. <laughs> there's there's nothing racist about this. <laughs> yeah, nothing racist. Nothing dead. racist whatsoever. There's nothing racist. There's no... Just throw a sombrero anytime you see a fucking Mexican recipe and some limes and some cilantro. Yeah, this is wild, man. Uh, This is wild. I'm dead. I just died, man. I didn't even notice that. Prep time. Prep time 15. How how was your prep time 15 minutes? What were you doing for 15 minutes? 
Like, well, what, what, you got to get your sombrero. You got to get your <laughs> margarita glasses. You got to find your Woodward margarita. Woodward and Bernstein gotta... right here. We just uncovered a giant cover-up in both of this, this is a big problem. And I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because, I mean, the truth, like, the truth hurts sometimes. It hurts a lot. <laughs> it hurts a lot. This is one oh of my the worst. God. This is actually one of the worst recipes ever made ever ever like this is this is like it doesn't make any sense there's no we take it, a quick spin even... though because i you know I, I didn't do this until just now but brian you must have cruised through these other recipes on the bobbly site there is a bobbly fruit tart here Ooh. with cream cheese spread and then a bunch of strawberries and kiwi and mandarin oranges no. and blueberries there's Dude. a oh man everyone right now if they're listening to this Podcasts. You go to bobbly.com slash content slash recipes or just go to the recipe site. I think it might be better on a desktop. Um, <laughs> the Bobbly fruit tart is an eight minute cook time. It's an wow. eight minute, eight minute Dude. cook time, 15 minute prep time. Just, just do me. There's a bacon, macaroni, and cheese pizza. There's a s'mores pizza. We got to do a bobbly.com recipe power rankings, man, because there's some real Please. heavy hitters here. There's a Thanksgiving mac and cheese pizza. One. Oh, man. <gasps> Peach Chang. cobbler. There's a shrimp Caesar salad pizza. What oh, the no. hell is this? Oh, oh man, no. there's a chocolate peanut pretzel pizza. Oh my god! What we okay? The game we should really be playing. We should have done. We should, listeners. We should have played a bubbly balderdash. Oh, there's a fried ravioli just, pizza <laughs> where we just oh say things god, and you tell us if it's amazing. really on the website or not. That there's would have been the game. There's actually another Mexican. Here. There's a Chipotle Mexican pizza al fresco. They did wow. it. Now they done fucked up. Now they have a Asian style chicken pizza. Oh no 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 no! no. I was waiting for it. I was I was waiting for it it's to happen. Basically, the Mexican fiesta pizza, but just sub out the refried tomato, uh, refried beans, and add plum or duck sauce, and you're we're good. Same. Thing. How how far did you go? I don't see it. <laughs> this is insane. How do they have so many recipes? Oh my god! Like- it just keeps on going on. Hey, Bob, Bubbly, Bubbly, you're hearing it right now. <laughs> I please hope that someone in your marketing <laughs> department is listening to this. This what we Brian, myself, and Chris aren't going to offer our services pro bono. We'll do market rates, but you should hire us right now. They should. And Bobbly, we will do all of this from soup to nuts. We will make all your recipes for you, and you shouldn't. You will not be embarrassed. It would be amazing. Anyway, the rest the recipe that Bobbly has is it just doesn't make sense. It's a horribly written recipe and. Terrible. Um, you should never cook from it, but this doesn't diminish the fact that Bobbly itself, whoever created it, it's an amazing product. And uh, I, I'm sure people are going to be like, but it's not organic and it's got riboflavin and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anybody was going to object to uh, have those kinds of objections, I don't think the Bobbly episode of Recipe Club was for you anyway. No. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's just go on to my recipe. Let's do the, the bubbly shrimp toast. Shrimp toast is something like you'll occasionally see in dim sum restaurants. It's really more like a home cooking thing, I think. Uh, but it's basically you make a shrimp farce, you put it onto some sort of bread that can hold up to deep frying, and then you fry it until the whole thing is crispy. Like I said, I was racking my brain for what to do with this bobbly crust, and then it hit me. I did cop this whole idea and probably the methodology from Dan Hong, who I remember earlier in this quarantine was doing some cooking videos on his Instagram and I saw him make some shrimp toast. And that was the inspiration for this. So basically my method is you forget that Brian has a shellfish allergy. That's step one. (laughs) Um, You basically pulse some shrimp with sesame oil, salt, sugar, white pepper. I did fish sauce and an egg white into a smooth paste. Then you add the rest of the shrimp. So there's like a little textural variety. Uh, Spread that onto slices of bobbly, crust it with (laughs) a little panko, and then throw it into some shallow oil, fry it uh, until it is, you know, golden brown, all over, crispy, crunchy, shrimpy. I happen to have some very nice ikura on hand because a certain... A uh, person on this call sent me some for Christmas, and so that went on top of mine. I, you know, that's completely unnecessary. But uh, man, I truly enjoyed this, and I feel mm-hmm. like the only part of this I can take any credit for was throwing it onto a bubbly crust. Like I didn't invent shrimp toast. I totally copped this from watching Dan Hong's video earlier this year. And uh, yeah, what do you guys feel? Well, first, Brian, how did you make this if you're allergic to shrimp? Yeah, I will get into that. I um, First of all, I just want to say, Bobley, it should be used for any generic bread application, mainly crostini. This was genius. It was amazing. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. So I, you know, because of uh, some logistic issues and I'm a procrastinator, I actually attacked these recipes yesterday. I didn't even look, actually. And so I looked <laughs> at it and I was like, Bobley shrimp. I was like, ah, oh, damn. So I texted Chris. I was like, yo, uh, I'm allergic. Uh, but guess what? It doesn't really matter. I've had shrimp before. I know what it tastes like. The allergy started when I was 15. So I used tofu. Um, I used tofu and instead of fish sauce, some fish sauces might have like some traces of shellfish in it. So I used uh, hoisin sauce and I kind of diluted a little bit, a little tiny pinch of like soy sauce. It was phenomenal. Uh, It Mm. was phenomenal. Tofu was honestly, I got firm tofu, like not extra firm, like firm kind of, I chopped it into... um, kind of like thick little rectangles to kind of like get the shape as if it was a shrimp. And I just like just being able to know what shrimp tastes like kind of guided me into like, okay, this recipe was 
probably absolutely fire with shrimp because it was phenomenal with tofu. And the hmm. consistency of the mousse was great. Um, I think the texture of the tofu was perfect for it. It fried greatly in the panko. Um, hoisin sauce was like nice. Yeah, it was amazing. That's what I did. Did you sure you didn't steal that from bubbly.com? I- <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they have a mock shrimp tofu. Hoisin <laughs> yeah, pizza. I'm looking at this mock shrimp hoisin tofu yeah. pizza right here. I don't yeah. know, man. Honestly, man, if you just spread it over it and baked it, it'd, it'd probably be good. No, but the, the the crispiness that that was derived from it being fried. I'm telling you, anyone that's like hosting a party out there that needs crispy, like just buy just buy bubbly. Like just I was buy bubbly. very happy with how it fried up. I was Oof. very happy with how the crust so fried crunchy. Up. It was amazing. Well, I'm shocked that the tofu thing worked out, but mm. I'm sure it would be good. I looked at Chris's recipe and immediately decided I was going to eyeball everything and not follow it exactly. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I sort of did. I just put everything into a, a, a thermomix, frozen shrimp. I didn't chop up, uh, put chunks in. So mine was like more of a smooth shrimp mousse. And what what else was there? Egg white, mm-hmm. sesame oil, fish sauce, and that was it. White pepper. Sugar, mm-hmm. a little sugar, I think. Yeah, was, I put agave helpful. in there. And I whipped that up and I, I put it, I, I, uh, I didn't do crostoni. I, I, crostini. I just cut it into quarters, my mini, and then I pankoed and I pan fried it all. And on when I originally read the recipe, I was like, I think this is going to taste like shit because it's going to be too greasy. And, and in general, like I don't like that kind of shrimp toast. I like it more of a cigar like how I was raised growing up eating it. Mm-hmm. And I just never liked like the the more classic interpretation of shrimp toast. And I uh, shallow fried it, pan fried it, and I took a bite and I was like, this is delicious. <laughs> it's really delicious. And I'd even suggest maybe adding a little bit more sugar than you might normally. So I just did agave, but it was very good. My son liked it. He, he just liked the shrimp. He didn't eat the bubbly crust, but the crust got ripping hot and super crispy. And it's a better platform than say a white Pullman loaf that you traditionally might have shrimp toast with. Cause this has better density and it worked out great. And you know, Ying kudos to you for, <laughs> you know, paving your own path, taking the road, less traveled. <laughs> and uh, you know, it made all the difference for you. I, I was worried about that same thing, Dave. And I don't know why, but like, I was like, this thing is just going to suck up the oil and it is going to be so fatty and greasy, but it didn't. I mean, it, I think it's just, it's just, it got crispy. It was, it was oily, but it was like, definitely, I really loved how it fried up. And just for like science sake, I also made some with, you know, whatever Pullman loaf type bread I had around the house. And I like the bubbly crust version better. Listen, it's a crazy simple recipe. And if you are in a pinch too, and you have to make hors d'oeuvres for your party or whatever, I would, definitely recommend any listener to make this because get over yourself and like, oh, you're using bobbly. It's a delicious shrimp toast. And you could easily make, I don't know, with one pizza crust more than enough. And it's super simple. I couldn't believe how simple it was. And it's it's the kind of recipe that I think Recipe Club salutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was adaptable. Even my allergy, you know, I didn't succumb to defeat, you know, even a quick modification. And it was like clearly a delicious recipe. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking shit about Bobley, the, the website and the company, but, you know, the fucking <laughs> the recipe developers and their whole editorial <laughs> staff and food stylists. But uh, other than no, that, but the, the it is an amazing, itself, it's an amazing vehicle. It's a, it's like the per, it's just such a it's a vehicle. It can drive the so many different things. The fact that it can things. be frozen. 
I mean, it's it's like having puff pastry, you know, in, mm-hmm. in your freezer or something. I, I I probably next time will just have some in the freezer if I have a big enough freezer, right? It's not something I have to have, but, you know, if it's on sale or something, I probably have some. Um, yeah. The only thing where I think Chris didn't get as high as marks as he could have is you can't do that kind of shrimp test without a sauce. Yeah. Just because you crib the recipe and you, you know, you totally <laughs> stole someone's recipe. I mean, you, is- a really great thief makes it seamless and you're just not that good at stealing shit. <laughs> What's sauce? It's Sriracha? True. Hoisin? Ramalad sauce. I put Ramalad sauce on it. You put sauce on that? I, no, I would. I would. I yeah. didn't put a sauce, Ooh. but just in my head, I'm like, I'll put some Ramalad sauce on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Yang? Mm-hmm. You All right, next time, I'll just I'll just get better. I'll get better at I'll get better at cheating. I'll get better at cheating. <laughs> I did. So the thing is, like before, prior, well, the last thing I will say is like prior to to suggesting this and and trying it out and frying it, I did cruise around for whether frying bobbly crust was a thing, and at least just in like the the top level of googling, like I didn't really see it. The, the closest thing I saw to fried bobbly was that fried ravioli pizza from the bobbly site. So I think that. To me, that says there's a whole unexplored world of bobbly hacks out well, there, guys. Well, I can tell you one sauce that goes great with it, Chris. And this is no shameless plug, but Momofuku Chili Crunch <laughs> on your shrimp toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goddamn, that does sound fucking good. That does sound, that does sound fucking good. That does sound good. Um, let's get into our final recipe, yes. Dave Chang's best wedgie sandwich from so, justapinch.com. Justapinch.com. So I really... Didn't turn. I want. I really wanted to turn it into a sourdough loaf, um, and you, clearly you can. Son, son, you can. Just stop. I, I just, I just didn't want to do it because I was lazy. Not that I couldn't. Right. <laughs> Big difference. Just I can't. We, you know, it's, I feel like one of those players that got knocked out of the playoffs, but like we could have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's exactly what you saw. You sound like the, you sound like a dude who's forty and said he, he could have turned pro, but only played high school sports. Like that's like, come on. You know, dude, that's exactly who I am. So <laughs> like, you sound worry, like this person. I am that person. I'm, I'm him too. I'm him too. <laughs> I sound like I am that fucking person. <laughs> so, I wanted to do a sandwich. So I searched the interwebs and I found exactly one recipe. <laughs> really, there's one recipe at all that makes a bubbly sandwich. And when I looked at it. I didn't realize it was going to be more of a Pittsburgh thing, the wedge. I didn't realize that till after the fact. It looked like more of a muffalata to me. And I, I, I was surprised that there isn't. In, in New Orleans, I thought that there would at least be a muffalata-like recipe from Bayou area. But there wasn't. And I was shocked. I really was. Because I'll be honest, this recipe, before I get into it, let me just say, tasting it brought me so much happiness. <laughs> It was, it, I laughed and I haven't felt happy about food like this in a long time. It, <laughs> it hit all these notes of nostalgia and, and, oh man, like I just, I thought it was going to like not hit the notes that I, it just exceeded all of my expectations. <laughs> and um, I love muffaladas. I, I love Italian subs. I love sandwiches that, you know, you're like, after eating half a sandwich, the, what I'm trying to say is the kind of sandwich I want to eat is you're full after half a sandwich. You're, you're fucking done. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? That's my lunch or that's my dinner. And then it'll be my lunch the next day or 
This will be my dinner after lunch. And you guys may or may not, I'm sure Chris may understand this feeling more than maybe Brian, but after you eat a sandwich that's hefty, and then you have it, and you know that you shouldn't eat the second half, but you do. <laughs> but you do. Yeah, man. That's the kind of fucking sandwich that this is. Do you know what that's called? That's called true freedom. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and and like, I miss that. It's like when I go to White House in New Jersey or any kind of sub shop, like, I'm always getting, you know, the bait I have is it a cheesesteak? Is it an Italian sub? Or do I get a melty thing in between? Right? And the melty thing in between is what this sandwich is. And... I'm glad that I chose this recipe because it was very refreshing for me mm-hmm. to realize that not all recipes have to be a la minute or from scratch. All that matters is, you know, to take the snootiness and all the foodie bullshit out, does it make you fucking happy? And this made me intensely happy. And the recipe is simple. You, you take the mini uh, pizza or bobbly. And I, this is well, the one thing I had a problem. This is how dumb I am. They say cut it in half. I was like, do I cut it horizontally? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But you don't. And I actually disagree with that. I, I think you should leave it whole and cut it after the fact, down just down the center. So it's not, 100%. you know, so, so it's two 180 degree pieces. And um, I did turkey. I did ham. I did a bunch of mozzarella cheese. I put QP mayo. It does, mm-hmm. And then I did, uh, I did some of those banana peppers again. And then I yeah. did the, I, I put that in the oven. After making the Mexican pizza, I wanted to make it a little bit more crunchy. So I put it for like 15 minutes. Took the top off, as I suggested. And to my surprise, actually, it's like it took a bunch of the meat off mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Like in a perfect dome. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like really like shocked. I was like, oh, wow. The tomatoes, the onions, the lettuce, which are crucial because crucial. it has that crunch and cool texture, the hot and cool. It's going to be right in the center of the fucking sandwich. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hot. I was like, oh, man, this is what I was like. This is, might really be fucking good. And I put a shit ton of fucking QP mayonnaise. I did salt and pepper. This is where I did something different. I put some dried oregano. And I Ooh, hit, yeah. I hit, my, I hit my, um, my, basically my favorite kind of iceberg salad. My, like what I consider a salad, onions, tomatoes, and iceberg. <laughs> I hit that with some uh, rice wine vinegar that we've been working on and a little bit of olive oil. Dude, you you Subway sandwich artist it. That's exactly yeah, right. And, That's exactly and I put right. The, fucking, the, the perfect dome, concave dome of all the meat stuck with the cheese right on top. And I cut it and I cut it into fours and I took a bite and I damn near wept. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I can't even tell you. Like... You know, this is good when I made this at like 9.30 last night and Grace is upstairs and we eat dinner so early now. We eat dinner at 4.30 because of Hugo. So I'm always debating like, shit, it's like 9.30. I'm starving. Do I eat something? I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make this sandwich today. I was going to make it for lunch before we did this. And sometimes I'll make something at night. Grace is like, you know, I'm hungry too, but I, I try to make it in secret so I don't have to share all the time. Or I don't want her to know. I'm eating, you know. So this is how it was. Like I was like, I ate half. So like if you make this, and this was a burly and huge sandwich. It is a beast. Beast. There's now quarters. One quarter is basically a half of a normal sub, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a big sub. I ate one chunk of it, a quarter, and I was like, Fuck, that was so good. 
And I'm in a state of ecstasy, frenzied ecstasy. And I was like, oh man, I should share. I should let Grace know. She'd come down crazy. here and she'd share. And I'm like, well, before I tell her, I'm going to eat the second part. And then I'll tell her. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't tell her. I wrapped up the second half and I put oh it in the God. fridge. She has no idea how good it is until she's going to listen to this. And... <laughs> And I got up, I got up super early, like 4.30. You know what I made myself like when it was still dark outside? The other third of the sandwich. Mm. <laughs> so for the past 24 hours, the only thing I've consumed is this wedge sandwich. Oh, and man. I feel okay as a as a as a husband, as a partner, because there's a there's one chunk left for my wife. But I it was so good that I was like golem. I was like trying to keep it in secret for myself. Go. <laughs> You're precious. You My precious. Go- <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, I laughed out loud. I was shocked. I was so fucking shocked that this sandwich that I thought like, oh, it's going to be nothing would bring me so much joy and mm-hmm. golem-like behavior. So there, I, I, it may not be the best recipe, clearly, <laughs> but I'm going to say emphatically, there's no recipe that I've made in all of our time doing Recipe Club that has made me as fucking happy. As yeah, this yeah. wedge sandwich. There. There's my fucking speech. Son said he wept. I mean, it's <laughs> I, I, just a standing ovation. I, I mean, I, Brian, I want to hear what you think because mm-hmm. that's basically everything Dave, you just said is basically in line with my experience. Even down to the like, oh, huh, when I pull off the top, half the meat comes, half it creates a little came off. pocket it was for like the veggies to go into. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> I added a QP2. I was like, the one thing... That was missing from this. And don't even, who cares about the recipe? It's just a giant meat sandwich with pizza crust for the bread. The one thing that was missing was pickled peppers. And I was like, this needs pickled peppers in here 100%. Otherwise, this thing is a fucking, it was was joyful. I had the same experience. I shared it with my wife and I was like, I kept on doing this thing. First, I cut into quarters and I was like, that's too much. That's too much. So I cut it like a smaller piece and I ate that piece. And then I ate the other half of the small piece. And then I ate the other piece. And then I was like, this isn't that good. And I just kept eating until the whole motherfucking thing was gone. So that's my, I'm, I applaud you. I have the same experience as you. Brian Ford, what'd you think? I listen. I'm staring at the last quarter. Literally, it's right in front of me. And I'm t- I'm, I, I, if I if it wouldn't be uncomfortable for me to get up and get it, I would eat it as I'm. Sa- I should be eating it as I'm saying this. So there's a couple. There's a couple things that went down here. All right, uh, you know, because what you said about pickled peppers is interesting. Number one, as a as a seasoned po'boy eater, as someone who loves mayonnaise, iceberg lettuce, and and just like basic tomatoes. I was in heaven. The, the the more mayo a recipe has, the more mayo you're willing to accept and like any kind of vessel that can just have that mayo, that iceberg lettuce situation is good. Now, I use white onions, like basic basic spring onion or whatever. It's really, really thin slice medallions of onions. Yep. When those are in, okay, again, half the meat came, I was like, cause I flipped it over in the oven. I was like, should I flip it? What's going on? I took it out. I opened it up. Half the meat's on one side, half the meat's on the other. I was like, did I put enough cheese? Like, where's the cheese? I couldn't see any cheese. I was like, I don't care. I I slathered mayo on both sides Mm -hmm. of the hams. Both hams got mayo. Then I (laughs) did an iceberg lettuce. Both hams got mayo, son. Then I did an iceberg lettuce situation. Then I did a nice— I took—the thing thing that happened is that I started taking my time. I was like—I started getting, like, surgical. I was like, this is is craftsmanship. This is, you know, if it's not a po' boy, if it's not a a sub or whatever it is that you call it, this deserves— each bite to like to have everything that it needs. Now, 
then after tomatoes, I was like, what what else could I do to this right now? So I use some encurtido, all right? And encurtido is uh, a Honduran-style pickled vegetable medley. Ooh. It's beet juice with onion, carrots, ah, jalapeno, cilantro, and you let it ferment. And every Honduran restaurant is going to have a little thing of encurtido. I pull out some of this, like, you know, with not too much moisture, just those pickled fermented veggies. Put those bad boys just like that. And let me, just like y'all said, man, it was... I don't know if I wept. I, can't, I don't know if I was at a weeping level, but I was at the... I, actually, and, and to tell you the truth, while this thing was in the oven, I got in a 20-minute workout. I was like, I'm going to... I was like lifting weights. Just <laughs> you got to like, earn pr- this. I was, I was like trying to like earn every bite of it because I knew the caliber <laughs> of sandwich that this would be. And, and once again, Bobbly, every application, I mean, like, come on, man, for a sandwich, that was, that was phenomenal. It was a perfect sandwich bread. I Oof. try to calculate the calories. Don't do that. Why? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> At least with the one that I made, it's damn near 2,800 calories. Yeah, one it's, whole it's, thing. It's mm. crazy. I, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, the thing is a monster. The this is not a, this is not a mark against the sandwich itself. It simply is the recipe because I I didn't obviously follow a recipe building a sandwich. I know how to make a sandwich, but I bought do, all the ingredients. <laughs> it's clear that Brian does. I mean, he, I mean, he chose the I, cup of a carpenter, but clearly, I don't know about you. <laughs> I put my pickled peppers. I didn't have any incurtido on at hand. I didn't have any escabeche. I didn't have any jardinero. Would have been good on here too, like the Chicago yeah. version of like the pickled yeah. veggies. But I bought everything in proportions according to the recipe, which is wild, man. Like this, this sandwich even as big as the one I made it, did not have a full one and a half pounds of meat, mm, nope. a full large onion or a full head of lettuce or a yeah. half and a half a shredded cheese in it. Like that's a lot of filling, but I don't know. There's nothing else to say. Like the, the, the goddamn sandwich was so It good. needs a city. If you're going to make this and you should, truly, you need to have some acidity Crucial to have the iceberg lettuce and tomatoes and onions. So critical. Crucial, so crucial, so crucial. So critical. And if you don't have the pickled peppers, just buy it, right? Or any kind of pickles. But I do think that adding a little bit more acidity, whether what some kind of vinegar mm-hmm. is going to take this to the next level because there is a tremendous amount of density of yeah. fat in this dish. And you need it to balance it out. I like both, Brian, adding the incurtido. I like the... I mean, you know, I joke the, the subway the method, but like some wine vinegar onto the yeah, lettuce with oil, yeah. like that makes it, man. That makes the sandwich. I kind of want to reinforce to people listening the importance of iceberg lettuce sometimes on 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 these specific sandwiches. I think, like, if you were to get a po' boy and ha- and it had romaine lettuce, I, I I think like you will you will literally have a completely different experience <laughs> than what you're supposed to be having. So yeah, a bad people, one, a bad yeah, experience. No, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Because the thing the thing about people that use romaine too is that they'll use the the really green part. If you're going to use it, at least use the kind of sweeter part yeah, down towards the, the bottom. Part so just just be very careful. Like a lot of people look at iceberg lettuce and they're like, no, iceberg, that's not organic, blah, blah, blah. But it, it's like, it just has just, it takes things to a different level. Don't be don't be confused. You can use arugula and and all these all these other things. Like you're not gonna get the same level of like your soul won't be touched if you don't use iceberg lettuce. Yeah, my this, iceberg this is, is the, the fucking it's the Lion King of lettuces. It's the king. <laughs> Sorry, iceberg is the, it's the lion fucking Lion King, king and, and all the other lettuces are just bowing to it. They just don't yes, know it yet. The they don't lion know it yet. People just lettuces. don't know. They don't know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> 
All right, let's get down to business here. This is going to be a tough one again, I think. So let's do our votes. We're an hour in. We just broke the Kenneth record. Nobody has ever had a conversation about Bobley longer than 59 minutes. We did it, everybody. <laughs> Even people who work at Bobley have never talked about Bobley for this long uninterrupted. Yeah, clearly, the way the uh, recipes are edited. Let's vote. Again, a thumbs up vote indicates I would use this recipe again. Uh, return to this recipe. Thumbs down is I would not. Um, the reason why I say it's hard is because I think there's some gray areas here, starting with Brian's Mexican Fiesta Bobbly Pizza from Bobbly.com. Uh, Brian, how do you assess this recipe? Oh, man, I knew you were coming. See, the thing is that there is a gray area. I think if Recipe Club is the type of club that is going to take things at face value, um, I would not use this recipe as it stands and as it was presented to me. However, I do think there is potential for there to be some sort of Mexican fiesta pizza if it was kind of a if if it just walked users through to a better end product. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I did like it, unfortunately, I do have to give myself a thumbs down. Like I said, I mean, it it, it just missed too many marks. Um, but I did think it tasted good. But uh, after we kind of dissected all of these things, um, I, I kind of have no choice. I will n- unfortunately not be making it again. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not, no. If I have Boboli, I'm not making this. I'll make those flavors that, you know, in the non, non-bastardized version way again, but... I love those flavors, just I never want right. to call it Mexican Fiesta. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? the part. We have to... Okay, so Dave, I think it's a thumbs down. I give a thumbs up to the version of this that we talked about. Correct. If you make the modifications we talked about and like make this thing, I think it'd be really delicious. I think the more I think about it, we got to give this a thumbs down. We cannot endorse a recipe that has a fucking sombrero, sombrero. and margarita <laughs> glasses and shit and has pictures of a completely different dish on it. That's got to be a thumbs down, but... You all should fuck with the the idea. I think I think it's fun. Uh, shrimp toast on bobbly. This is my recipe. I uh, I've made this before. I made it again already. I I fucking love it. So I'm gonna fry bobbly every chance I can get. This is a thumbs up for me. I'm giving it a thumbs up too, but only specifically for parties and hors d'oeuvres and things like that. It's a yeah parties and hors d'oeuvres. That's why I'm, you know like it, it's it's hard to eat one of these just by yourself or just with like your partner or something. It's rich. But, it's very rich. Very rich. Um, it's an easy thumbs up, but I had no trouble eating four of these. Alone. <laughs> not sure, not sure what what y'all even talking about. I, I yeah, Dave them. and I were like, no, no, it's too much for us. Like I should have, I murked them. They were so, delicious. <laughs> I thought going into this after making Chris's, I made Chris's recipe first. I was like, I I, I texted him too. I was like, you fucking asshole, you won. <laughs> um, I really did. I thought, oh man, this really embodies the very thing that we're looking for in Recipe Club. It's the merger of low and high, prepackaged and and fresh and blah, blah, blah. I just think it's a great recipe. So I, I went into mine with very low expectations. And I was, as I said, blown away at the, the genuine happiness it brought myself. And I'm so happy that it made both of you happy as well. And I can't say that about every any other recipe. So, of course, I'm giving it a thumbs up. And my my rating is, which one would I make? like more frequently. And I think it would be this one Mm -hmm. objectively as if I can say that. Yeah. The sandwich. Yeah. I give yours a thumbs up as well. I mean, I agree with that assessment of it. Um, Both of these are sort of just based around an idea, right? Like you're right. The idea for Dave's is use Bobbly as the bread for a sandwich, which amazing. It turned out amazingly. My idea was fry Bobbly until it's crispy. Great idea. 
I don't know. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to pick one of these two. Brian, what, I mean, are you giving a thumbs up to the wedgie, to the wedge? Oh, 100%. I mean, without a doubt. I think it's uh, it's very clear that once Boboli is manipulated by heat, whether it's fried or baked, uh, it, it becomes a... I haven't tried it raw, actually. I don't know if you guys did. I, did, I, I, I didn't... I was not like... I'm not uh, going there, man. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> once... Well, I, I didn't. I didn't. Um, it had a little smell to it, right? But once, <laughs> once it was manipulated by heat, baked up for a sandwich, I think it's phenomenal. This is an easy thumbs up again. Um, all right. I mean, I hate to put this back into your hands, Brian. Um, I knew this was going to happen, but, uh, you got to pick one of the two. I, you know, if you want me to, if you want to make it a little easier, I will say that I think Dave's argument of like, which one of these you would be more likely to make again. I think like I will hundred percent bust out the shrimp toast for a party. Like he said, but I might more every day make the sandwich. So yeah, I think, um, and not even thinking about the fact that I can't eat shrimp, I think that, you know, because I was able to kind of manipulate that portion into something that was extremely delicious, like, like you're right. The sandwich, I'm a, I'm a sandwich person, I'm a mayo person, I'm an iceberg lettuce person, and when I have the opportunity to kind of devour something that is extremely delicious that has those items in it, um, it's very hard for me to say that it is not the winner. And I apologize, Chris, God I really do. It. I'm staring at I'm staring at the rest of it. I'm looking at it right oh, now. Man. It is the oh, victor. Man. It I is feel, it I is feel. I'm gonna hold on, I'm gonna show you guys it. I'm gonna show it to you right now. I feel like I up. fucked this up. Why? I don't know what to do. I was going I for the number did. one draft pick, man. I think I think I think oh Ooh, my god, oh, look man. at your sandwich. Holy guys, let me tell you shit. something right now, guys. There's there's not much I can do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That is um, the biggest sandwich in the world. It's, it's the amazing. onion. It's the onion and the iceberg combo uh, with the so mayo. Good. Oh, man. I was trying to draft Trevor Lawrence. I done fucked it up with my goddamn uh, win here. Oh you know my what, God. Chang? It's a little bit like, to me, it's like we we were we were making a sitcom and the, the two main leads got together a little early here. We yeah. were supposed to drag yeah, this out a little longer. Man, like, you know, is this a Pyrrhic victory? Because that's what it feels like. No, this, this, is, this is pure, man. This is a. This I, I is feel pure like I, as I, 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 this doesn't feel good because I was hoping to continue to lose. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I would never. I would never play with um with your emotions like this. I would never man. do something to jeopardize you know the way you feel about uh being in your position in recipe club. This was the this was the winner for uh, me. I feel like a New York Jets fan. It's like. You had one job this season to lose every game, and you just <laughs> fucked it up. Hey, but when the when the Saints won the Super Bowl for the first time, we weren't mad. I can tell you that right now. We oh, were happy. Man. So come oh, on, man. embrace embrace the New Orleans well, mentality. I'm honored, I'm honored. I was trying to, to shout out to Pittsburgh and the and the sandwich culture of New. Orleans. By the way, sandwich culture of New Orleans very Mama underrated. Yeah, underrated. Underrated by underrated by who? Outside of the world, rest oh, of yeah, the world. I, I forget how like my city of two hundred thousand people doesn't even exist on people's radar. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like down there, like we're the we're the best, we're the best, and no, no, no. just ask George Beautiful. Bush. Just ask George Bush that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got one more order of business before we uh, pull the curtain down on this one. Um, <laughs> Brian's gonna keep eating his sandwich. Dude, it's it's amazing. I can't Whoa. believe I've already eaten that last night. That's it gross. Is, I want yes. one right now so badly. The white onion, man. I can't even stress it enough, guys. It's so critical. It's so critical. <laughs> um, all right, we have the wheel of recipes to attend to here. Uh, David Chang, as the as the as today's champion, you are tasked with replacing Bobley on this wheel with a new ingredient, dish, or product. Uh, currently on the wheel, we spam. have... I want spam. spam. All right, spam's going on. Spam's going on. So that rounds out the wheel. 
to include mac and cheese, spam, empanadas, frozen broccoli, popcorn, jalapenos, flatbread, wonder bread, graham crackers, Ooh. and meatballs. You good with this, Brian? This is your, uh, what, are you, what are you thinking? How do you feel about spam? I mean, I'm feeling good, but you know, I've lost twice in a row now, so I don't know what I feel anymore. However, there are things on there like empanadas that I would love. You know what we're going to, you know, we're all going to end up with graham crackers, right? Like ain't none of us want it and it's all going to Well, I'm not a pastry chef, so you'll be fine. (laughs) Here we go. Spinning. Spam. The wheels stops. Wonder Bread, Wonder Bread. Graham graham Crackers, Graham Crackers. Just called it. It's Graham Crackers, friends. It is Graham Crackers. Yo, I could play with it. I could play with some Graham Crackers, man. I could play. We could make a, we could make a Graham Cracker house. You know what I'm going to make with Graham Crackers? Sourdough loaf. You're you're not making a snow. You're not. And make a recipe for my book. (laughs) I'm gonna make this rule. I'm gonna make cracker flour. (laughs) I'm gonna make this rule for us with graham crackers. We're only allowed one graham cracker crust recipe. Like we can't. We can't. We can't all roll up with a graham cracker crust. No, no graham cracker crusts. How about we just? How about we just not have a single graham cracker crust recipe? I'm making a bread. I'm making a graham cracker bread. (laughs) I'm going to do it. That's my recipe. You're not. You're not making. Brian Ford, you just said it. No graham cracker crust yeah, allowed no, in no this. No graham cracker crust. That's going to be like, okay, you got a graham cracker Let's crust. Let's just do like, a quick quick search. What what, are we, what do we have here? Ah, there is. There is a recipe for graham cracker bread, and that is mine. I'm sending it right now. No, oh, you're not. Dude, dude, call, calm down. Do some more bitch. research. Graham cracker bread. <laughs> <laughs> do some, you really want to make graham cracker bread? Fuck yeah. Man, he's not even he's not even giving me a chance to defend myself. He's just pulling up a bread recipe and sending it in right now. That's not fair. Ooh, graham cracker toffee. I might just pull this one right now too. Oh my God. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening to my God, the Guinness Book of World Records longest conversation ever held about Boboli. As always. Follow along with Recipe Club on Instagram and the Recipe Club Podcast Facebook group. Hey, the Recipe Club Podcast Facebook group, I'm not on Facebook, but like I get sent some messages from our, our crew and like there is some robust conversation happening. Over I just there. sent my recipe. It is from Frugal <laughs> 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 Living Now Northwest or why something like you, that. Why Frugal did you Living do that? And W, Graham, Graham Cracker Bread. Done. Why? It's going to be fucking <laughs> rad. Dude, this dude here, man. <laughs> Uh, send us emails at recipe club at majordomomedia.com. The next episode coming up will be ground pork with Rachel Kong. Uh, you guys got anything last words about Bobley? Yeah, I do have a last word. I just want to say that I'm the honorary winner again, because if I didn't pick that Bobley recipe, we wouldn't have been able to dive deep into the food styling culture of Bobley.com. So you're welcome guys. Like I really, you know, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Um, under the, 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 what's it called? The people's champ. The people's champ. Yeah, okay. Again, you the, you're like the intercontinental champ in <laughs> WWF, man. Like you can have that belt. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you, everybody. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere.
Get tickets now.